Welcome to the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Thank you for joining a group of people determined to become more refined, grace-filled, and graceful, purpose-filled, and purposeful. Each episode, we recite an affirmation and we plant seeds of lavender. Not sure what that means? It's simple. We take that seed of lavender, usually one word, and we water and nurture it until it takes root and begins to grow and manifest in our lives. Light a candle, rub on some essential oils, and grab a notebook. We're about to get started. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. With that in mind and all of the conversation surrounding COVID-19, I wanted to shift the conversation. For the entire month of May, we will focus on wellness. Welcome to the Wellness Series. Each week this month, we will have a special guest co-host, that will break down specific areas of wellness. Let's begin. I am so excited to have this week's guest here as a co-host. My first introduction to this powerhouse of a woman was when she was a guest on Amanda Seals' podcast. Amanda's one of my faves, Small Doses. I followed her immediately. Since then, we have exchanged multiple DMs I've left plenty of yes girl and emojis on her Instagram post, and she has become my online mentor. I joined her platform, which we will discuss later, and she is pure light in this world. Christina Rice is a serial entrepreneur, health and wellness influencer, certified yoga instructor, certified scuba diver, and travel enthusiast. A former 15-year public relations and marketing executive, Christina launched Omnoir, a health and wellness platform for women of color in 2017. Since its its inception, Omnoir has hosted wellness retreats in Barbados, Grenada, the Poconos, Bali, Arizona, and Ghana for 300 plus women and grown a digital community of 40,000 plus worldwide. In addition, Omnoir launched their membership community, Breathe by Omnoir, in the fall of 2019 to bring their retreat experience as a virtual wellness experience to their members' doors. Most recently, Inc. Magazine voted Christina as 100 Women Building America's Most Ambitious and Innovative Companies in 2019, which was featured in their October 2019 issue. And today, she is a guest co-host on the Lavender Woman's Podcast. Lavender ladies across Lavender land, please welcome the incomparable Miss Christina Rice to the show. Oh, wow. That introduction. Thank you so much. (laughs) Anytime that someone reads my bio, I'm like, who are they talking about? (laughs) You. We are talking about you and all of the amazing things you do. You know how much I love you. You are just such a gift um, to women, uh, specifically women of color. And I just can't thank you enough. You know what you've done um, in my life, the light that you've been for me, you are simply amazing. And I had to share you with the listeners of the Lavender Women so that they can get to know exactly who Christina Rice is. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm so uh, and I'm excited to be a part of your wellness series. So yes. that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Listen, with everything that was going on in the world, I wanted to shift the conversation. And when I thought about wellness, you had to be a part of it. And when I asked you and you accepted, let me tell you, I was floored. Like it, it made my, it made my day. It made my week. I just want to say that. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you for being here and taking the time to speak um, on a subject that's really important. All month, we've been discussing wellness. We've discussed um, self-care. We've discussed so many different variations of that and how it will look different for everyone, depending on what your needs are. 
we last week we discussed some heavier topics, um, surviving versus thriving. A lot of us are in survival mode right now. And my good friend Janae came through and gave us some tips to move out of survival mode into a life that is thriving and healthy. This week, we want to talk about something very important and something that I have struggled with tremendously um, throughout my 30s, but I'm getting better. It's, I'm on the other side of it now, guys. We want to talk about mindfulness because mindfulness is so important. Mindfulness defined is the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. A mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment, that's the key word, present moment, while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and body sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Why is wellness so vital? Why is mindfulness, excuse me, so vital to wellness, Christina? Hmm. Why is mindfulness so vital to wellness? Uh, well, in, in more layman terms, right? So I love that definition that you just, that you just read, but also mindfulness is really a moment by moment conscious choice to be aware and present in our thoughts. Yes. In the way that um, our body reacts mm -hmm. to different moments during our day when we're with certain people. So it's really just being present and aware. And so imagine if you equate that to wellness, that you are completely present with your feelings, that you're completely present with your body, completely present to all of the sensations that is happening in you and around you. So if you think about that and being, like I said, equating it to wellness, like you can only be well if you're present with yourself. You can only be well uh, if you are conscious of the foods that you eat, the, how often you move your body, your love relationships, how do they feel, right? How do your friendships feel? Right. And that's the only way that you can really be well is if you are mindful of your of your emotional and spiritual and mental well-being okay. and physical well-being as well right right that's so good um when you mentioned friendships i think immediately what came to my mind i'm sure that the majority of our listeners watch insecure and it reminds me of the tension that molly and Esau are facing right now and their friendship and that their friendship isn't well right now <laughs> and um i think that Issa is definitely mindful that something has gone wrong. So I just immediately thought about that when you said it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's it, that this topic and the subject matter storyline with them has been so intriguing with me because I've been there uh, mm -hmm. with one of my closest friends where it just felt like one year we just could not get on the same page. Everything was a battle. I still can't tell you exactly what it was yeah. uh, that caused that rift. I mean, thankfully, you know, we are we've been best friends for, gosh, maybe about 15 years now. Mm -hmm. And so there, it was just a non-negotiable that the, the friendship was going to break up. So we had to we, we had to communicate effectively. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happening right now with Molly and Issa is that there's just been a breakdown in communication. There is. There, so everything, right? So there's this, all these sensitive feelings. So everything is magnified. Everything you think is a, is an offense to you. Everything you think is some kind of, um, some kind of gripe or some kind of attack on you. And mm -hmm. so I feel like more so that Molly is feeling that. And this is also really, this is a good topic too that and equate to our friendships and our love relationships is mm -hmm. that obviously sometimes people grow apart. Or sometimes what happens, and this is really key, is that when one friend or one lover is going on a journey, right, mm -hmm. a journey of um, expansion, a journey of exploration, a journey of wellness, that everybody can't come with you because they're not on that same journey. And what it feels like or looks like is that Issa is really trying to get her life in order. Right. And so Molly is used to messy Issa mm. and Issa that needs her. And so this um, is an interesting dynamic now because what really Molly is feeling um, just from my experience and I guess maybe my, my, my unprofessional opinion, I'm not a therapist, but I feel like what she's, she's feeling is that 
Issa's growing away from her. Mm. And so she's resenting that, you know, and so and this is this is what happens. Really, people want you to they want you to be this in the same place that they know you as and they're comfortable as Mm -hmm. not that they don't want you to be successful or all this stuff but they want they want you to feel the same and when you start moving in a different direction they feel like they are going to be left behind that happened to me um with a couple people um once El Noir started like kind of growing and um and I guess I was getting so much more exposure and, you know, all of those things. Um, I have friends who, you know, it just seemed like they, you know, would 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 pick fights and, um, you know, it just it just always angry all the time. And I couldn't understand it until my life coach said that she said, because they want you to stay the same. Mm, yeah. You know, because they feel like they're going to be left behind. Right. And and so that's what I see that Molly and Issa's relationship is kind of challenged with right now. And with everything that's going on in the world, I mean, going through this pandemic is something that I never imagined that we will be going through. And so many people are out of work right now and facing financial hardships and maybe their health is compromised. How do you maintain wellness in the midst of chaos? Is there a system is there a rhythm to it is there a secret sauce that you know the recipe <laughs> to that the rest of us don't how can we maintain our mindfulness and our wellness during chaos you know what there is no magic formula there is no like set list i can give you that you're gonna immediately apply to your life and be like that is it and you know why because mindfulness and wellness and self-care is a personal journey Mm. and so you have to find that right mix it's kind of like making a cake from scratch Mm -hmm. you have to find that right mix even if it's a recipe right you still you know when have you ever followed a recipe to the t you've added a little bit a little bit of this you've got a little bit more of that you've taken some things out if you don't like parsley you're not going to add it you know those kind of things Mm -hmm. and so really your mindfulness and your wellness is like a cooking experience and so i always tell people try everything like Try make a list of things that you think may feel good to you, Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, bubble baths or facials or meditation or yoga or walking outside for fresh air or turning your phone off after nine o'clock and not checking social media, saying no to people, creating boundaries. All of these things will and can create a perfect mix. You just have to find the one that works for you. For me personally, um, I I have been in the healing space for quite some time now. So I have my own little tools, right, that I call my little toolbox. I have that, that whenever I'm feeling anxious or frustrated or whatever the case may be, I'm able to pull out of that. And a lot of times it's really going back to my meditation practice. Sometimes it's just deep breathing. Um, sometimes it's just like stepping away from the computer or something that's happening in the digital world is, is, uh, is, is kind of irking at my spirit. Mm-hmm. It's stepping away from that. Uh, it's, you know, it's having a glass of wine. You know what I mean? Like it's these things that we all, we all have in front of us and we all have at our fingertips. And it's really, like I said, it's really finding the perfect mix for you, but you won't know that unless you try those things. And it really starts from the very beginning of this journey for you is that you have to just make a conscious choice every day that you're going to do something to be well. I don't care if it's as, as mundane as drinking a gallon of water or making sure you have a green salad, making sure that you, like I said, you have certain times that you check social media unfollowing people that don't make you feel good mm-hmm. uh, when they post, you know, um, maybe, you know, because we're all kind of stuck inside, maybe it's doing something fun with your hair. Maybe, you know, there's so much reading a book. Like I, I was, um, I was on our happy hour call with our members on Friday and I was just like, I haven't sat and read a really exciting book in a long time. Because I just haven't carved out that time for myself. I'm mm-hmm. way too involved in digital stuff right now on social media. I'm on here. I'm on the phone. 
I'm on Zoom calls, I'm doing all this stuff, right? But I'm not really, none of that is pouring into me. Mm-hmm. I love reading and I just have not I've carved out that space for myself until I think last week, I, you know, I love psychological thrillers. Like that, that is my thing. If I can't think of nothing else to read uh-huh. or nothing else is, is, is kind of jumping out at me when I go shop on Amazon, I'm like a psychological thriller is my piece of joy. That's just <laughs> it. Odd way. as it can be. Right. I'm the same way. Odd as it can be. And so now I have this book that I, you know, I can't wait to finish my day to get to. But I had to remind myself to mm-hmm. do that. I had to force myself to go ahead and order a book, force myself to put my phone down, tell people I don't want to talk to them after nine o'clock, which I don't, mm-hmm. um, you know, try to be conscious of not checking social media because you could be on social media and it in an hour or two hours pass That's and so you true. would even. That's you so have true. lost all that time. Yes. So that's my one thing now. It's like I gotta, I gotta, I gotta force myself and be conscious to read because I know that's my piece of joy. Right. And so right. if you know that, that's what I'm saying. You just put it in your toolbox, mm. and that's it. And then when you need it, it's right there. But you won't know that. You won't know what your joys are until you just start trying things. Until you, and then, and then one day you're like, oh my God, I really love that. That made me feel good. Let me make sure that I come back to that when I need it. You know, or, you know, whether it's talking to your mom or talking to, um, a good girlfriend or, like I said, giving yourself a facial, lighting some candles, some incense, all of these things are, 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 are tools for you to pull out whenever you need them. That is so true. And that's so good. I was on the happy hour call on Friday. And let me tell you, I love to read as well. And last year, what I did was I committed to reading one book a month. So I was supposed to have read 12 books at the end of the year. I read about 10. Mm -hmm. I read about 10. I fell off at the end of the year. But so far this year, we're in the fifth month and I haven't picked up a book this year. So when you announced like you're going to be starting a book club for the members, let me tell you something. I was jumping up and down because I was like, I need this in my life. And I just felt like I hadn't, you know, made that a priority. I hadn't put that in my toolbox to be a part of my wellness journey. So that's so true. Put what you know works in your toolbox and actually do it. Committing to it, I think, is also like the hard part. We can say what Mm -hmm. we want to do, but committing to it and actually following through and executing that's a different story. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times we run into the issues when it comes to committing and carving out that time. But once you realize that it's a priority and that it's important, right. then it makes it a lot easier for you to implement it into your daily practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it, it's, it's, it's a practice. Yeah. Just like meditation is a practice. Yoga is a practice. Everything that we do in on this journey of wellness and healing and self-care the more you do it the more it becomes almost second nature right you know it almost feels like you don't feel complete without it if i go a long time you know without meditation i feel it you know Mm -hmm. i feel i feel that void in my life so it's like the more we do it but what happens is we kind of we start something we stop it we start it we stop it and we don't find that consistency in our lives and then we are full of inconsistency Mm -hmm. and then that's where chaos starts to find its way it's almost like it you know chaos and like dust attract dust when you have chaos internally then you attract it too you attracted by the people, you know, the people that come into your life. You, you know, I, I, I remember times where it's like a week where I, I, I kept losing stuff. I, lo- I lost two credit cards. I couldn't find my keys. I lost something else. And I had to pause to be like, what's going on with you? Right. That you're so absent minded right now. And so I'm conscious of that. Like I said, I'm so conscious of behavior that's out of character for me Mm -hmm. but that's because i've had so much practice in being in character yeah yeah that's so good when the chaos is internal we're going to attract it externally too that's so good and so true absolutely yeah that was so So true (laughs) thank you i know that was like really good i'm over here like okay you are definitely speaking to certain areas of my life right now (laughs) i'm working on it you know i'm doing the work i'm working on it but um 
in addition to mindfulness, minding our thoughts are also important. What we say to ourselves, what we say about ourselves is just as important. And you stopped me in my tracks one day and said, oh, no, like you can't talk like that around me because I was just saying, oh, and this is this way and this is that way. I think a lot of times we don't realize that our words have power. And when we speak those negative thoughts over ourselves and our lives and our livelihoods and our families, that that's more than likely is what's going to manifest in our lives. So can you speak to the point of what we say in minding our thoughts? Um, absolutely. I, you know, I mean, it's very simple. Words are like a boomerang. Mm. And, you know, what you put out is, is most certainly going to come back to you you know when you especially your 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 conversations with yourself you know if you're constantly speaking down on yourself whether you you know you feel unattractive or unlovable or overweight or your body you know is it doesn't look good and Mm -hmm. all of those things you you what you do is you attract people and things that magnify it because you're putting that out into the universe almost to say, please bring this to me. Wow. And so, you know, I have, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, you know, I've been on this like workout journey. I'm not quite where I am, but I definitely see progress and I'm excited about it. But I just happened to glance at the mirror and this voice came out of nowhere and was like, oh, I can't wait till I like the way my body looks. Mm-hmm. And it almost shocked me because I was like, where did that come from? But it's, it's subconsciously, we do have those thoughts, but you have to, you have to, you have to nip them in the bud immediately. And so what I did was I was like, actually, I love my body right now. It looks amazing. I'm so excited about my progress. And then I went on, on my way. But imagine if I kept saying that. What happens is subconsciously, I'm going to start doing things that make me feel unattractive. Mm. I'm going to start eating bad. I'm going to, I'm going to stop working out. I'm going to stop, you know, I'm going to do all these things, right. That, that amplify this, this view of my body, because then it's going to start to show when I stop, when I stop working out, when I start eating unhealthy, it's going to start to show, I'm going to start gaining weight, you know, a little muffin top going to show up, you know, all of that stuff. So, but, but that's because that's what I'm feeding myself. Mm -hmm. But if I'm, if I look at myself and say, Oh my God, I love this progress. Guess what's going to happen. I'm going to keep getting, I'm going to keep working out so I can continue to love the progress. Right. Right. And that, and it's so simple, but we just, we're so used to the struggle of, Everything of negative things in our lives, of chaos, of unhealthy relationships, unhealthy friendships, body image issues. So it's so hard to kind of get out of that 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 commonality that uh, that we have with ourselves. It's really that negative self talk. And but it, like I said, everything takes pra- takes practice. This is a journey that will never end. Right. Never. You're healing your wellness, and you don't want it to end. Because once it ends, that means you do. That means you stop doing the work. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't really ever want to get to the point where I'm like, I'm fine. I My stomach's flat. I ain't got to do nothing else. Guess what? Everything that, that, that I did to get me to the place that I didn't want to be, I'm going to start doing again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the health journey, the workout journey to ever end. Do I want to get to a place where I'm like, yes, I, I you know, I can wear a, a fitted dress without spanks. Yes. I think we but I'm going to have to maintain it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. But I'm going to have to maintain that. Right. So, it's, and that's how I feel about my peace. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about, you know, my own healing. I got to maintain it. That means I can't ever stop doing the work. So with the negative talk and the, and the self-defeating beliefs, it's just going to have to be constant practice. If you have to write things around your house that are positive affirmations, if you have to record things, there's a, I wish I could remember there is an app um, where you can record like voice notes to yourself and they play at a certain time. Mm. Uh, but some people do it in the morning as kind of like, uh, kind of like they're, their their spiritual and emotional to-do list for the day okay and um i wish i could remember if i if i do after 
we get off, then maybe you can add it uh, to your podcast at the end or whatever the case may be. But yes, there if you have to do that and repeat these things to yourself, allow these voice notes to play over and over and over again, you're going to start to see a change. You're going to start to see a, a change in the way you look at yourself and the person that's staring back at you. You're also going to see a change in the way people respond to you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can walk into a room. If you feel good, you're going to look good. Right. If you walk in defeated, you're going to look defeated. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing. That's something we have to be careful about as women when we walk into relationships is that, you know, we bring in so much of our of our um, self-defeating beliefs and so much of our insecurities, they show all over us. Mm -hmm. And so what happens if that man is not, is, is, is not a decent human being, he's going to magnify that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. You are preaching right now. Like you are giving (laughs) us a word. You are giving it to us because it's true. I mean, you're telling the truth. And we don't think of it that way. But like you said, it magnifies all of those things, all of those negative comments and all of the things that we don't like about ourselves. It's magnified. That's so true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're responsible. We're responsible for how people treat us. Yeah. Because it's really based on how we treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so if we do nothing else, we set the example. Mm -hmm. We do nothing else. We got to make sure that we treat ourselves like the four seasons we treat ourselves you know what i mean like the rolls royce because then other people will have no choice but to treat us like that but you got to start somewhere mm-hmm. and that and that somewhere is going back to mindfulness and being and making a conscious choice every day to be well for yourself and the more you do that you're going to be able to see what what is unhealthy for you almost immediately because you already know what healthy feels like mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's almost like, oh, sorry. No, go um, one last point. It's almost like if you have eaten healthy all month, mm-hmm. the moment you take a bite of a cheeseburger, you're not going to feel that great. Exactly. Right. Because you've already you've inject you put all of this healthy stuff in your body. Not that eating a cheeseburger is not a good time. So, <laughs> you know, but your body is your body immediately is just going to feel the difference. Uh huh. Yes, yeah, true. And that's. And that's what self-care really is. Like most people think it's like, some, you know, very surface and, um, you know, taking bubble baths and going to the spa and like all that stuff. Self-care is 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 really just teachable moments for us of what's healthy for us, what's not, uh, what feels good, what doesn't. Like the more we do it, the more we can we we can sense the things that are not good for us a lot quicker. Now, on that journey to mindfulness and self-care and wellness, that process doesn't feel good, at least for me. I can speak for myself and say that that's not a process that is easy or comfortable. And maybe that's what deters some people because it doesn't feel good. But we still have to trust the process. I would love to hear your thoughts on trusting the process. Mm. Well, first, you got to know what your what what your destination is. Mm. Right. And not like I said, not we, we never get to the destination, but let's get an idea of what that destination is. OK. And where, where we ultimately want to be. You know, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be in healthy relationships? Um, do you want to lose weight? Do you want to sleep better? Do you want to, you know, um, forgive uh, do you want to feel better about your body? All those things, right? What are those things that first that destination? And then at, if you have at least an end point, an end game for yourself uh-huh. in theory of what this healing and this wellness and, and this journey is going to look like, then every day you're going to do those little mini steps to get there. But you also like it, it, spiritual awakening is not. You know, it's not like skipping in a field of yellow, you know, daisies and it's daffodils not. and all that stuff. It is you not. know, spiritual waking is really breaking you wide open mm. so that the light can, can get in and the wounds can get out. 
Wow. And so okay, at the same Christina, time, you have to say that again. No, no, you just can't say over that. You have to say that Sorry. one more time. You just said it and it kept going. No, you have to say that again. I, can you please repeat that? Oh, yes. So spiritual awakening is breaking you wide open so that the light can get in and the wounds can get out. Mm. And that process is not is not easy. That process is, like I said, is not you know, um, rainbows and sunshine. What right. it is, is it's going to be, you know, hills and valleys mm-hmm. and, and, um, potholes and rocks. And sometimes you'll see the sun, but there's going to be a lot of rain. There's just a lot of, 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 um, movements, almost like a, 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 a tornado, right? That's happening in you because you've got to get the things out that have been causing you the pain and the trauma, you know, we, our spiritual awakening is not just what happened in the last five years. It's also childhood. It's also things that we were taught, you know, um, in a negative way, mm-hmm. you know, about ourselves as young women or young men, you know, and so you had to break through all of that. Mm. But the other side of it is, a, is a life of, of peace and um, an expansion, you know, in ease and not easy, right. but ease. Mm. It, you start to approach things and deal with things with a lot more ease. Not saying that, you know, things come at you, you know, and you have hard times or, you know, things upset you, but you'll be able to get to the other side of those emotions a lot easier because you're clear. Right. A lot of times like our trauma enters in us and it stays. Right. But imagine when you start healing, what happens, even if it enters in, it leaves just as quickly because it has nothing to attach to. All that chaos you had inside of you has nothing to attach to. Wow. You know, when something enters you, you're like, I got to get this out. Mm hmm. And so that's what, that's what the spiritual awakening, that is what healing is. That is what wellness is. It's clearing out the clutter. Wow. But you got to trust the process to do that. You have And to. it's not going to be easy. You know, when I teach yoga sometimes, you know, and I hold my, my students in a difficult pose, you know, I'll say, you know, go to your edge. What you think is your edge, mm-hmm. go there and then just go a little further. Okay. You know, because we want to get out of we want to get out of the discomfort so quick. Mm-hmm. The moment okay. is there. But imagine if you if you allow yourself to feel it and breathe through it, and you know you got a little bit more in you, right? And a little bit more fight in you. But a lot of times we get to that edge and we give up. So then we're always going to that edge, and then we're turning around, and then mm-hmm. they're coming back, and then we're turning around. What if you can just get beyond it? And every time you and every time when you're in that pose, it's, it's a particular pose um, that I hold them in. Every time you get in it, you get stronger. Right. And then your edge gets a little further out and then you get to that and then you keep going and you get to that and you keep going. But a lot of times because it gets uncomfortable and uneasy, we turn around. Mm-hmm. At the first sign of it, but we never, we never learn. We never get stronger. We never get, we never get to see the other side of what that pain looks like or that discomfort or that trauma because we, we let that stop us. Right. Mm. Like when you were saying that I could actually picture like getting to the edge and going a little bit further, I could actually visualize it and see it. That was such a great <laughs> um, description of, um, of trusting the process. And I think mm-hmm. that, wow, it's just something that we have to do. You have to trust the process. It doesn't feel good. Um, Christina literally laid it out there for us and told us what it feels like, what it looks like, what we have to trust the process. I think there are mm-hmm. some things that we can do during the process that can um, kind of keep us aligned. And I know that you are a yoga instructor, but I also know that journaling is something that you hold at high regard journaling why is journaling important just in general uh, i think i think it journaling teaches 
us a lot about ourselves. Mm. It teaches us uh, what reoccurring themes show up in our lives. Once you start to look back, imagine looking back on a year or two years of writing and how your life has evolved or not. Mm. You know, if you start to see reoccurring themes with your friendships or your love relationships, or if you, you know, start with a big picture idea and then throughout the year, your vision gets smaller. Why is that? It allows you to examine thoughts that you really can't run away from because once we write them down, they're there. Exactly. They're there for us to, to see, to review, to reflect. And so one thing, you know, that it'll, it'll constantly show you is what are the good and bad things in your life? What do you need to heal through and what do you need to double down on? And, it, you know, it allows you again to just be reflective of, of your life overall. Uh, I also believe again that words are power. So, you know, a lot of times people use their, their journal as a dumping ground for pain. And then you obviously, like say, you just kind of get stuck there. It's it. And when you, for, when you kind of look at it like it's just a way for me to examine my thoughts mm-hmm. and not just my pain, but also my goods you know, my gross, my challenges, my everything, then it just becomes your own personal story. And so, you know, I talk a lot about future journaling, writing into the future, writing your plan for your life. And if and by doing so, again, if we have those times where we can go back and say, did I accomplish this? Did I, you know, did did this teach me something do I need to do better at this or more of that? That's what journaling does. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it provides structure for my thoughts. And, and it also, it's like a plan for my life. You know, I always have two journals. I have a business journal and I have a personal journal. And so I, I, what I find is what's so important is that just as much concentration and focus that we have on our to-do list for our business and our careers and all that stuff, we also should have that same focus and concentration for our lives. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with, again, our love relationships and friendships and emotional, spiritual, um, physical well-being, all of that stuff. And that's, and, and what's so key with, with that personal journal and for me, it's like I write out the to-do list, even almost every day, not every day, but um, let's say every other day, or every few days, I write a to-do list for my own emotional well-being. And it's things that I can do throughout that day or that week that will contribute to my well-being. And so I think we just get so focused on like, I want to do this for our own there we'll start to see how things how our desires start to align with everything that we're doing in our business or our career it'll start to align with also our personal life as well right and do you think our journals could also be maybe like an accountability partner because maybe we don't have anyone in our lives that are holding us accountable to the versions of ourselves that we're desiring to be but if we're writing those thoughts and those plans and those steps into our journal looking back on it that's holding us accountable absolutely it's Mm -hmm. definitely an accountability partner and like i said it's just it's it'll show you it'll teach you a lot about you Mm -hmm. it'll show you like do you stick with the things that you, you know, write down in your journal, things that you want to do. Do you change your mind easily? You know, that could, that could sig- signal something in your life that, you know, you're kind of, you know, always, you're not consistent or, you know, you move from one thing to the other. You know, obviously again, reoccurring themes in your life. If you're constantly writing about like a, a one friend that you fell out with and another friend, it's like, Maybe you need to examine why why that's happening in your life. So mm. it's just it's it's a reflection. It's a reflective tool of what's going on internally for you. And if you use it right, it, it is it's a teachable process for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the more you do it, a lot of people don't 
know like they're always like I know I never know what to write and sometimes you just write and sometimes you know I'll give you know with our members or something I'll give like journaling prompts and things like that for them just to be a guide but really what are you feeling what's happening with your day what do you want your day to look like and feel like what do you want your friendships to look like and feel like your job your your love relationship what are these things if you can ask yourself those and you'll you'll start writing and you won't stop because everything that you've been holding in is going to start to come out the moment you put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Um, when mm-hmm. I became a member of Omniwar, there was a journal challenge that was going on and I journaled anyway. But just being a part of that and knowing that I was a part of a group of women um, women of color specifically that were, you know, doing the same thing. It was just a really good feeling. I felt empowered. And I know for mm. me specifically, um, your platform, Breathe by Omniwar, is definitely a part of my wellness j- practice, my wellness journey. I want to share with the listeners a little bit about your platform. How did you get started? Did this come from um, your own wellness journey? Did it come from something that you were experiencing in your life? How did you get started? And what exactly is Breathe by Omnoir? So Breathe by Omnoir is our members platform and um, it's really bringing our retreat experience to our members homes, like virtual wellness to their front door. And I, I came up with the idea of Breathe in July 2019, um, I oh, I'm sorry, June 2019, I was um, in LA. I was out there hosting an event and I opened up my, my email and I uh, saw an email from a woman. I want to say she was in San Francisco and she asked if we had any online resources for women who could not attend our retreats. And so, you know, immediately I was like, oh, we need to do like a virtual retreat and create this member membership platform around it. And um, and the idea is twofold. It's basically, you know, having a resource for, again, women who cannot attend our physical retreats, whether, you know, it's based, you know, maybe they can't afford it or, you know, work responsibilities, mommyhood, um, you know, even just timing. We only hold like three or four retreats a year. And um, also for our 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 women who have come to our retreats to have a, a private portal and safe space for them to continue to connect and continue to do the work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we launched it in fall of 2019. It was really fantastic. And it was only supposed to be like kind of like an eight week program. And when I started thinking about kind of relaunching it and the second phase of it, you know, I was like, this should be ongoing, you know, and just throughout the year, as long as you're a member, you have access to all of our wellness resources. That's the virtual retreats that we're hosting right now. Uh, that's, you know, challenges that I come up with. That's our book, book club. That's connecting accountability partners. That's, um, you know, when we are able to safely you know, be outside again, like members can meet in, you know, they can meet um, other members in their cities. Mm-hmm. So that's what um, that's like kind of like the core mission of Breathe. And I'm sure it's going to grow to like more things. It could be merchandise. It could be a podcast. It could be whatever. Um, but for now, like we have um, over, I think, about 150 members. And I can just con- see that continue to grow. You know, we're going to continue to host like master classes and just workshops for our members, just like I said, to help them along this wellness journey and really to introduce them to so many different methods of healing and methods of wellness. Like, you know, I loved for our second virtual retreat that we had a session on finding Zen at home and a big part of that were, were plants like most people, you know, probably didn't realize or understand like the healing nature of plants in your home yes. you know or um even just your skincare and then we have you know probably going to do like an essentials oils course or you know how to create your own you know essential oils at home crystals like all of those kind of things so um this is again our way of introducing our members to so many different healing modalities and then you pick and choose what works for you 
Listen, I attended all three of the virtual wellness <laughs> retreats, um, 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, and they were all <laughs> magnificent and powerful in their own right. I I can't put it into words. For me, what breathe is above all else. It is a safe space. Um, mm. You just feel safe and you feel protected and you feel loved and you feel nurtured and there is no judgment and there is you just the love that is in that group guys i can't put into words on this podcast um <laughs> you, you do happy hours with us on fridays and we're able to come in there and just talk about what's going on in our lives and we recap you know the retreats that happened the week before it's just it's such a good space for women like i can't mm. i can't put it into words it's such a vital part of my wellness practice and my wellness journey and I'm so thankful and grateful to be a part of it. And you would have thought that you have been doing um, the specific area of Breathe by Omnuar because Breathe and Omnuar are kind of, sep- they're the same but separate entities. Can I say that? Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Omnuar, let's just say, is like the the parent company and, you know, everything falls under that umbrella. So mm-hmm. Breathe is just, you know, a, a, another um another sub platform of own noir overall and there's going to be other things that we're going to also launch that fall under own noir as well but yes it's it's another it's another sub platform you do it so Mm. graciously and so you're so good at it and you're just that's when you know that you're actually um performing in your calling and you're doing the work Mm. that you have purpose to do because i would have thought that breathe has been around for years because it's mm. effortless, but it's, it's so good. I had no idea you literally launched it in the fall of last year. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like this is something that you have been working at for years. So that's how good it feels and how solid it feels. It's, it's just such mm. a, a safe space. I encourage everyone listening today um, to check out Christina's wellness platform Omnuar or breathe by Omnuar you will not be disappointed I promise you will not oh thank you <laughs> you're welcome are you looking to do any more virtual retreats in the near future yes um I am working on our our 4.0 <laughs> I'm like I don't know how they started being 1.0 4.0 um but yes I am working on the next one and I will be probably announcing it within the next maybe like three or four days. Okay. So I'm going to put all of your information in the podcast notes where people can follow you and see all about your um, wellness platform. And hopefully they will check you out. And I know that they're going to love what they see and they're going to become members because they won't have another choice. They, (laughs) they'll be obligated to once they experience everything that you offer women of color um, for wellness and healing and just feeling good and looking good is such a good space, you guys. And like I said, above all for me, what one, one of the most important things for me is that it's a safe space. And so mm. um, that's very important to me. And you have done that to a T with no, it's flawless. And I really appreciate you for that. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> thank so, you. Every week on the podcast, we do what is called a segment called So I Saw a Meme. And what I do is I just scroll social media to find a meme that resonates with the topic that we're <laughs> discussing. And this week mm-hmm. I ran across this and I said, oh, OK, so this is meant for me to speak about this week because this meme just jumped out at me. And it says the most important spiritual growth doesn't happen when you're meditating or on a yoga mat. It happens in the midst of conflict when you're frustrated, angry, or scared, and when you're doing the same old thing, and then you suddenly realize that you have a choice to do it differently. Mm. How many times do we find ourselves like on that hamster wheel, just going around and around in circles, just feeling like we're never going to get out of um, the craziness and the chaos that we find ourselves in from time to time. And the part of the meme that it says, when you suddenly realize that you have a choice to do mm-hmm. it differently, that's the part that mm. sticks out the most because it is a choice. We can choose to remain in our chaos or we can choose to heal those areas of our lives. 
That's so true. I, that's one of my actually my, one of my favorite memes because, you know, it it speaks to where people feel like, um, you know, in this spiritual space, you know, with healers, yoga teachers, meditation teachers, crystal healers, all of that, that we figured out the meaning of life. Mm-hmm. And we haven't. We have just developed stronger, more in-depth, more um, effective tools to mm. get to heal and to see the other side of the conflict. You know, I, you know, I, I, I remember, and I said this, you say you heard the IG live that I remember when we had this kind of healing circle during my yoga teacher training and our, our instructors, like our teachers were in there and everybody, you know, because this was a safe space was to, you know, reveal something painful and something, you know, traumatic or just something that just had never told anyone. And so when our teachers got up and they talked about sexual assault and drug addiction and like even things that they still struggle with today, you know, it it, it made me realize that we have just in this healing space have just developed the tools to fight the addiction, the tools to fight trauma, the tools to fight pain. And if there's nothing else I can give people or encourage people, it's like, find your healing modality. Mm-hmm. Find it because the conflict will never go away. You know, um, the trauma will, it won't go away. You'll just manage it better. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you'll, you'll heal through the action of being conscious of it, of that trauma and how it affects your body and how you can move out of it. And so, you're not going to find, yes, your growth is not going to happen when you're on the mat or in a yoga pose or meditating. Your growth is going to happen when something arises in your life and you make a conscious choice to work from as a place of love and a place of healing. I, I, there are plenty, plenty, plenty of times that things happen. And I almost got to pat, pat myself on the back or I'm really proud of myself of the way that I responded to it. Right. And in a place of forgiveness or compassion, because here here it is. Things arise with us, especially with other people. And the first thing that I always have to remind myself is somebody is on the attack of me. It's not about me. They are working from some kind of pain. Mm hmm. That they're just projecting. So I, my only job is not one is to basically, you know, have my boundaries. Like, you know, I can't be anybody's punching bag, but also just have compassion that whatever it is that they are dealing with it, they are challenged with that they will find it in their heart and their being to heal through that. And so, you know, and that happens plenty of times. And I'm, trust me, I used to be one of those people that, you know, I would spray the room, you know, ask questions later. Like, I was very, very reactive. Mm -hmm. I was very combative. Yeah. And when, you know, the past few years when things have happened, like, I'm able to step out of the line of fire of somebody else's pain but also have compassion for them. Mm-hmm. Then that's when I'm like, I am healing. I am healed and healing. You're never fully healed, but I'm healed and healing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, and I'm healed from that, that combative nature or that, that, that trigger happy nature. I still have my moments. Trust me. Right. <laughs> you know? We all do. It takes, <laughs> if somebody's coming at me, it takes a lot for me. To, to think of, you know, to, to, to have compassion for them, you know, but I also don't stay in that space. Mm-hmm. Even if I get upset, even if I, if I want to go on the attack, even if I, you know, feel like I got to defend myself, I, I come out of that a lot quicker than I used to. Right. Right. That's so and funny. that's where my spiritual growth has come by being tested. Mm-hmm. That's the say, thing. Yeah. We, yeah. That's being tested. Absolutely. That's where it's come from. So that's why it doesn't, that's why your spiritual growth doesn't happen when you're all in Zen 
and you're at peace and you're, you know, you're going through your yoga poses or meditating and feeling good. Your spiritual growth comes when you're tested and you realize everything you did on the mat, you're able to apply mm. in your life. That's it. That's the key right there. That's it. Wow. That was so good. Whew, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Every week we plant a seed of lavender. And what that does is we we plant this seed. It's usually one word and we water it until it takes root and begins to grow in our lives. This week, I thought a good word would be balance, because I know mm. for me, while I'm on my journey, I'm like, I'm all in, and I kind of forget that balance is important, and I'm so focused on my wellness and my healing and my journey that I forget that it's okay to stop and smell the flowers. It's okay to, to have fun and, you know, watch a funny movie. I'm just so consumed with my healing and my journey. So balance. Why is balance important, Christina? Well, actually, you know what my personal opinion is? What? There's really no such thing as balance. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, it's us figuring out and back to mindfulness, back to being making conscious choices uh-huh. is what is a priority for us every day. And sometimes I know you're a wife and you're a mother, you know, you you have, you, you know, your job, but you're also your podcast. Every day I choose what's really going to be the most important. Right? Sometimes it's going to be kids needs to focus on her podcast today mm-hmm. while, while the children are, are watched after by dad, you know, or Candace really has a lot of work to do. So Candace has to focus on that today or the children need me today. So Candace has to focus on making sure the children, we take the children out for fresh air. We do this, we do that, we do that. Every day is a conscious choice of what is priority and what will bring you joy, like real true joy that day, you know, because you can't do it all. That's true. That is just impossible for us to do it. So that's why I don't I don't really believe in balance in that way where it's like, you know, like you, you know, you have everything that you every responsibility in both hands and that is always even. It's never going to be even. Never. Sometimes you're going to feel like you do, you know, realistically, sometimes you're going to feel like, OK, I need Candace needs to go outside and get some fresh air because, you know, I've been with the children all day. So I need to take a step back and take and take care of myself for just a moment. So when I come back, mommy is ha- is a little happier mm-hmm. <laughs> and a little bit clearer. Right. And like so. So you're going to have to make those choices as they arise. To say what is important, what do we need right now? Right. So that's the balance that exists for us. You know, today, you know, oh Friday, you know, I took the entire day off besides our Zoom happy hour. Mm-hmm. You know, because and even though I had things to do and some deadlines and all that, so I just said I need this day. I want to work out. I want to go hiking. I want to eat some good food. I want to do this. And then I'm going to do my happy hour and then I'm going to go back outside, you know. And so I just I figured it out every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what true balance is, is really figuring out what takes priority right now. Mm, that's so true. So, so true. Balance is priority. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Every week we do an affirmation. And this week I wanted the listeners to fill in the blank of the affirmation. So we will start with today I am. I'll say what I am today. Um, Christina, if you would like to share, um, you can fill in the blank for you. And then the listeners can apply whatever they need to in the blank that best suits them for today. Um, mm-hmm. We've talked about the topic of mindfulness, which is, you know, being conscious of right now. So I want you to fill in that blank with whatever you're feeling in this moment. So for me, my affirmation for today, today, I am grateful. Christina, would you like to share? (laughs) Um, Today, I am peace. Mm, That's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. (laughs) So listeners, whatever you um, 
whatever you are today, whatever you're feeling today, wherever you are today, you fill in the blank and you make this affirmation personal. Um, you make it fit your life. So today I am blank and you fill in the blank that best fits your life and where you are in this very moment. Um, Christina, this conversation has been beautiful. It has been timely. I appreciate all of your wisdom, um, all of the work that you've done on your healing journey that can help others on their journey. It's just, it's so greatly appreciated. I cannot thank you enough. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This was awesome. The Lavender Woman. Yeah, I can, I can talk about this all day. Yes, <laughs> it's such a good topic. And I'm just so glad mm-hmm. that the Lavender Women, the listeners were able to, you know, have this conversation to share this conversation with you. I believe that they will be um, much stronger, much better, much healthier women because of this conversation. And especially if they connect with you on your platform, it will definitely bless them in ways that I cannot even put into words. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You are very welcome. You guys, I hope that you have enjoyed the third installment in our wellness series. Christina, again, I thank you. I honor you. I love you. And Lavender Women, I will see you again next week. Until then, peace and love, guys. Thank you for having me.